0: The right things, like you just said, everything to the most minute detail has to be perfect from the napkin to the lighting to the music. I've heard all that, and we know all that. To me, that's just the price of admission. I'm telling you, in their own
1: restaurants, it's not the case. Well, I think a, a, a classic, like a, a, a f- official chef, like that guy who's running a three star Michelin restaurant, yeah. that guy's been through it. He knows what he's sure. doing. If it's doing his doing own doing restaurant, dude, he, he's he, taken over, but I mean, he yeah. had trained under. The chef that earned those three stars, right, and and ran it to you know up to par. You don't get three stars if you're not running your own show. Well, three is. I, I mean, I believe one means you're a great chef. It means you know how to do what you're doing Iron Chef kind of style two I believe means you know how to handle the whole back of the house to the point where execution is perfect on the back three star if I'm not mistaken means you are the, the executive chef is not only running the whole back of the house but also the front of the house running service down to the detail of what the lamps or the candles and what the table decor how the napkins are folded okay. what the music is the whole obvious right what a GM yeah. what we know is a GM well, the, yeah there's a uh, I think it's a real
0: thing where they drop a fork and they drop purposely drop something on the floor to see how long uh, it takes for someone to pick oh, it up yeah, sure. I mean it's not the dropping of the oh, the issue it's the
1: yeah. how long you've it done takes. that right like you know, I, I mean even as a server or as a bartender I do stuff like that just to call out like people you know just to point it out yeah. I do I, I, I love the restaurant industry and I hated it as a young person like dude you make mix- make such great money. I had an opportunity to travel all over the country. I, you know, you can be a bartender anywhere, dude. Right? You know, I, i moved from California to New York to DC, back to San Francisco, back to San Jose, you know, I've, I've lived all over and, uh, bartending and restaurant industry is what took me all over the country. It's almost like, I don't want to say it's like the military, but it's like, you, it's like a service, right? Like you're, you're going in and you're, you you can see the country it's, and it's great. It's dude, for people, people, i met so many people. I used to, I still consider myself an introvert, but uh, something about the restaurant industry, it's like throwing a party every night and you have guests coming into your house. And I really love the entertainment aspect of it and making sure that people are taken care of. And I love the front of the house. I really believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, that that's where you learned a lot of your –
0: and I bartended, you bartended. That builds so much character and – just the wisdom and knowledge you learn just exactly. watching people. And regardless of, you know, if you're a fast brain or slow brain or whatever. And by slow brain doesn't mean that you're slow. It means that you process stuff slower than someone with a fast brain. But regardless, I feel like everyone just is very smart. They get quick-witted.
1: They hear the jokes. They they become sure. it's almost, almost re- wise. Almost regurgitated, though. Right. It can be regurgitated. And there's a, a, a sincerity to somebody who has actually been a student of life and listened to that old that dude that comes in every Wednesday at three o'clock and he sits in that same seat and he orders the same drink and he sits there quietly most times, but you start talking to him and he has more wisdom than a million books. in Alexander's library. You know what I mean? Like you can take that. And if you're smart and you're, I've always considered myself. That's kind of my point is don't you feel
0: that working as a bartender made you a more well-rounded knowledgeable individual than any textbook you may or may not have read in college. I think
1: bartending, to me, it's funny you say that. Like, in the restaurants, I think what servers deal with is different than bartenders. I mean, bartenders are like to me, like the the elite of servers, right? You have to be able to wait at the tables and and take care of the guests, but you also have to maintain that knowledge and upkeep of all the bars and and mixes and maintain your bar while you're taking care of all that. So, to me, it's like an elite. But, uh, yeah, um, I, uh, I think I think that waiting tables actually was better for me because there was uh, so many opportunities. I, I really enjoyed it because it allowed me to do something that I don't really do. I'm doing it right now. I stood up. I don't know if you realize. Exactly how I treat you if you were out on a date with your wife. I literally you, feel like I'm being served right now. You just like, jumped up and got animated. And it, but but my presence, my calmness, my voice, yeah. the way I'm looking at you, and making sure you're the most important person in the room. The double guns, yeah, and the and double gun. Like That's your you know, I wish I, you know, I, just the way you can make somebody feel. And it's funny you say energy because I, I wanted to bring that back to what you were saying earlier about the energy and the output. So I I loved that. So I always loved it because I was so good about prioritizing and organizing the chaos that it was, it was almost like I felt like the flash like everything else is going in slow motion I'm able to help everybody around the restaurant I'm helping book managers do their job I'm running around because it's all like breathing to me I'm not thinking about it. its instinct at that point wow, but what I got awesome. to, what I got to do was I got to focus on the tables to the point where what I know you want to hear and what's going to make your night I can do for you and I'm going to take three steps that way and be a totally different person for what's going on in front of me there. And I'm going to take three more steps and be a totally different person for that next table. I was a college student. I was a former, fo- you know, I, you name it, and I would tell the story and help somebody enjoy Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You know what was funny though is it got to a point where I had to remember certain people to be come in and be like, hey, we're sitting in your section again. I'm like. Shit, What did I tell them I did? Because yep. they're back for some reason, and I'd wait you for you. don't remember and, if you're an airline pilot like, or a. And you learned, right? You're like, you're like, oh, that's that's how yeah. you learn to read that energy. That's where you learn to feel yeah. that, right? And oh, these people don't like me. They do like me. And that's me. just more
0: intuitive, too, because that's an art form as well. But it's you practice. took the time to get to know those people. Yeah. And. And you learn your b- bullshit game a little bit, you, and that's why a lot of the service industry people are
1: some of the best actors in the world now. Well, right, you can call bullshit. But what I learned after a few years is you better be able to handle I mean, and back up that I mean bullshit in the nicest
0: bullshit. context of the word, sure, almost no, like I,
1: a compliment, yeah, no, because no. I'm
0: a bullshitter. Some people you know, need so. your bullshit. They want to yeah. know
1: that this is the best dish. And, and yeah. if you are good enough in that industry, you could serve somebody a big steaming pile of shit with peanuts in it, yeah. and tell them it's the best yeah. thing they're ever going to eat. It's a little And warm. they would ask you for seconds with right. shit in their teeth, yeah. saying, you mind "You're your right. Life. This is the best thing I've ever eaten. You're the you're the Best, yeah. and it's the difference between serving. Oh, what's that old restaurant saying? Like anybody can serve a burger. Well, what makes this place <laughs> different is our people, right? But right. it's so true, and and it is. But uh, what I'm learning about the industry now is it's evolved to a different point. Like when I was there, it, you know, you you worked at the same place for a few years, and maybe you moved on to a different place, but you were pretty loyal. And what I'm finding now is a lot of these uh, servers is what I'll call them these days is. Uh, they're not, they have no idea what they're doing. They don't know how to make people feel special. They don't know how to put that energy. Zero. Dude, I used to work uh, at Gordon Biersch in San Francisco. Oops, I said brand. They're not around anymore. I think they're just models. Um, I, Dan, I Dan won't the, mind. We love you, Dan. The Hills Brother building on uh, one Harrison, Marcadero <laughs> and Harrison, right in San Francisco, California. Um, anyway, I, would, I was working there and I used to walk from my apartment at 4th or Fourth and Le- oh. or 7th and Leavenworth. I can't remember. Uh, Post and Leavenworth, sorry, which is about a two mile walk down the city. And I would, I loved John Lennon and I would constantly whistle, uh, imagine as I would walk to work because I realized one day, dude, this is a funny story. So I would walk to work. I'm a big guy, right? I'm 6'2", about 220. I'm walking down the street and I didn't realize this until one day I saw my face in a reflection that I look really scary. I have a straight face. I have no so no emotion going on. But I look really frightening and people, you know, I would scare people. So what I started doing was I'd whistle Imagine or a John Lennon song uh, as I walked. And what I found was instead of people moving out of their way, like I was some huge criminal coming their way, they would smile as I passed by because I was putting out that positive vibe. I was just listening love by John Lennon or Imagine or something positive and outgoing and, and giving off a different vibe than just walking down the street because I'm thinking about work and having okay. a straight face. I, I positively put out this interview I think it made a difference, and I think you're you learned right. that from, from being around people. It's
0: weird, because when I think about, like, even the act of whistling, it's a very friendly thing, right? And depending on what area you live in. Now, if I hear someone whistling and I'm walking alongside of them, yeah. I go, shut the fuck up. Yeah, you want, you want to hear You're it. so annoying. Yeah. Shut the fuck up! Yeah. Depending on what mood you're in, right? Most of the time, I would just ignore it. But, you know, every time I hear someone whistle, you picture a certain type of person... Uh, you know, almost arrogant, like just waiting for whatever, and, you know, maybe he has polished shoes. Okay. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> that's yeah. kind of what I hear when someone is going to be bold enough to be just kind of whistling out loud while I'm walking, you know, beside him on...
1: Well, it's uh, a big city, path. right? Yeah. People are passing by all the time. Yeah. So
0: it was a little bit different. But I, I, you're right. I wouldn't do it walking.
1: Well, maybe isn't my here. Anyway, that, no, sorry, can,
0: that's right. Yeah. That's another tangent. You get it. Number eight. But so... so-
1: that's my experience. That's where I grew up in the restaurant industry and what I learned. Like, what what's something that you've taken away from your time in the restaurant industry? Like, what 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 do you think the biggest people piece is coming out of the restaurant industry, from you know bartending to managing you know big places?
0: Well, that's really it, right? You just said the people piece, but mm. that it's just the people. I realized the whole time I kind of knew, but I I came to the realization even over, recently you know, and I still come to of realization, it's always about the people and not about necessarily the relationships you make with the customer, that's always great, but it's literally the people you meet and you work with and you become family and you start to see people grow in their careers. That's what's always been awesome to me because I felt like I could be of service, but that's also why you and I have connected well or Taylor or Ruben or anyone I've kind of kind of come across my path that I've been fairly close with, whether it's a personal work, whatever. I think it's all the same now, you know, because if you're caring about the right things, that's what the life mission is now. That's what the world mission is. That's what the universe wants is. We want to work for a company that's for a greater good. That's how I always viewed you guys. You know, there's people that I let in my close inner circle and you know james you've seen hundreds of people that i'm very friendly with that if you ask them they'd be like my, my best friend yeah not i'm not trying to sound like a pompous ass here <laughs> but the people at any given moment that had you know that i choose to bring in my circle kind of know me the best yeah. right you're obviously one of them so right back at you it's my kind of i don't know call it my protective mechanism right call it my trust issues but you know, I think a lot of it is just trying to find those friendships and relationships towards a greater goal or whatever that is, right? Hey, whatever you do, James, I need to hit my $25,000 bonus this month because, uh-huh. you know, I wouldn't tell you the number. Right, I wouldn't tell you the number, but, you know, reality is
1: I would okay, never admit that to my team. Either. But,
0: but my point is that's what you were essentially doing, right? So you find the right players. You get your Fab Five. I used to throw out numbers. Uh-huh. And you have to surround yourself with the five best people you can. And, you know, you start yeah. assimilating and become cool. a part of each other. But, yeah, I mean, who you hang out with matters. Who's influencing you? What are you influenced by? It definitely matters, whether it's your environment, right? Physical, spiritual, whatever. But at the end of the day, I knew I wanted to work with people that I liked. And I happened to like people that were driven and focused and friendly and, uh, you know, kind-hearted. And that's the people I was always been drawn to. And, and, oh, wow, what a coincidence. Those are the people that have been drawn to me. Yeah. So it's interesting because there's always some a-hole that maybe you or I have terminated in the past <laughs> and yeah. we know the list is long and not because I've
1: never terminated a single employee
0: they have always terminated themselves exactly so you know. I always promote them to full time customer yes. as long as they're on a friendly basis and they were caught for dishonesty but, but the dishonesty thing
1: was plagued right in a way well, that's the first one. If you can't trust your employee, you then right. get, them, get and, them out. There's and We else
0: chose those battles, right? Like you didn't follow me into some normal retail or restaurant operation. It was always, Hey man, it's gonna be a challenge, but Yeah. Sky's the limit.
1: That's what I love though. That's yeah. the same thing I love about the restaurant industry. I love the trouble tables. I love the people that have been waiting an hour and twenty five minutes and uh, and they're pissed off. And I want to sit them down and I am going to, and I loved it. Like when they leave me and they're, they're practically giving me hugs and right. throwing money at me on their way out. You know, like if it, it wasn't was, for James, you know, I know you get right? You right. Did the same thing where you're going, but, right?
0: But to it's, me, isn't that, isn't that and again, along that same tangent we're on, isn't that life skill more important than anything I'm going to learn in a textbook? Textbooks yes. are fine. Yes. But the college now to me, and this is where I'm getting at, right? Here's where I'm getting at. At the end of the day, there's a little bit of a frame thought here. Uh, what does college look like? What does universities and education look like from now on? Because it's been proven to me that if a kid wants to know something, you can find it anywhere. Right. Before you went to college, it was almost like a status thing. But if I look at a resume and I read a ton of them, yeah. it, you know, I. It's not the college that matters to me. It's the human behind the person that's on the other side of the desk or whatever. What do you? What did you do? Fuck. Oh, you went to Stanford. Great. How do you see through the bullshit? How do right. you know when
1: somebody's telling you that what you? They you know they want to hear, and and when you're able to read, what's that? Back seal? to that energy. Okay, so you. And can again, I'm not trying to say body sound, language. And yeah, it's and how an they energy. Get it's, excited about something. Yeah, versus like they try to brush over right. it real quick.
0: How did that person make you feel? Right? That should be a question. But, well, what?
1: Isn't that like first date stuff, like interviews? No, no. Like How did that person make stuff, you feel? Right? You're like, going to get that best version of that person. Did
0: they say that? What kind of questions did they ask? Well, that's kind of a weird question. or you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, how'd that make you feel? It's a red flag, so red flags. Oh, like, I felt that was creepy. Yeah. Well. Obviously, she's already got a notion that someone's creepy. Yeah. Those are little things that that's basic stuff, that surface stuff. But what I'm talking about is if you don't feel that energy, yeah. Yeah. Or that whatever that's coming out of their mouth is genuine, that energy, yeah. You don't have that person. If you have someone, but, but, you know, again.
1: So are they fakers? Can you feel No,
0: monkey? well, yeah. We should be able to. We've been doing it so long. I can see someone can. that's nervous. I can tell you perspective, right? That's why you always try to have two people. Oh, dude, that guy was an asshole. Really? James, I thought he was not an asshole. I think he was just nervous as shit. You know. Yeah, I mean, oh. we
1: definitely had those conversations. Where I'm like, dude's fucking lying. Right,
0: but it's perspective.
1: James, you see his right pinky. Yeah. yeah. It was the problem. I think he has diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how do you know this yeah.
0: But but it's stuff like that we have to look at all perspectives. So if you align yourself, and that's the other problem with uh, whether it's enterprise or corporations or just your mom and pop businesses, it doesn't matter. What I'm noticing is a trend where the ownership. Or whoever's kind of the executive team, you know, mm. is labeled. They're they're so encompassed and ingrained in what they believe is correct. They don't want to hear anything else, ego. and that's dangerous. Like ego. Oh, ego. Um, just this is the right way. This is control. Yeah. There's a million types of adjectives I could use to kind of describe what what's really happening. Is just kind of a, you know, uh, their need to be able to kind of align okay, with whatever.